and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with lots in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week, in the red corner, Harrison Ford is Dr. Richard Kimball, wrongfully accused of killing his wife. He's on the run. Tommy Lee Jones is the man chasing him. Does he care if Kimball did it or not? No, he doesn't care. It's 1993, and he's just out to catch the fugitive. While in the blue corner, sadly not the Leslie Nielsen movie wrongfully accused because it's shit. Instead, Ben Affleck's under suspicion for killing his wife after she vanishes. But is she really gone or is Rosamund Pike actually just mad? From 2014, it's Gone Girl. I came home, there was a man in my house. He had an artificial arm. Are you saying that I killed my wife? Are you saying that I crushed her skull and that I shot her? Nick Dunn, you're probably the most hated man in America right now. Did you kill your wife, Nick? Everyone told us and told us marriage is hard work. Not for me and Nick. As you all know, my wife, Amy Elliott Dunn, disappeared three days ago. I had nothing to do with the disappearance of my wife. I have nothing to hide. So it's a what happened to the wife war this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Hello, Clash Putters. Richard. Richard, he's trying to kill me. Nice going, Helen. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. And welcome to part one of The Fugitive vs. Gone Girl. If you're new to the show, where have you been? This is how it works. We'll be doing The Fugitive today and Gone Girl on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. My picks this week, sort of. I know we're having a bit of discussion. I, I say discussion. You and I had a little bit of a to-do on last week's and episode. Him. And, him. and Chris got involved as well. He never, so what have you got to say? Never misses an opportunity. To pile on. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it. Yeah. It's boys' school stuff. Yep. Get him! He's the weak one! <laughs> He's got it wrong! <laughs> Except for I... Um, hadn't what? got it <laughs> wrong. I apologise to I you know, on the phone. Have you not flagged it to him? No, I haven't flagged it to him. Why? Why? What's, What's the issue? You owe me an apology. Why? Because I was right about the reordering system and you weren't. Mm-hmm. The reordering system is incorrect. I kept this in such good shape. You did. I did. Fair, yeah. And you've gone in and changed some things. <laughs> two hours later. Because we're, supposed to, we're only supposed to do yeah. present two films, then you get a week off. Yeah. Tell him. This, so this, this is my, sixth, this is my, sixth, this is my sixth week in a row. Yeah, so tell him. Five hours later. <laughs> this is admin and it's boring. Yeah, it's it boring. Is, it is, it is, it is. The point being, I raise this as an issue, you two ignore me, then it comes back to bite me in the ass apparently because it's not the way we do things. I said, this isn't the way we do things. You've gone behind my back to make sure I do six in a row and it ain't fair. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> you like it, don't you? Nevertheless, this week, these are my choices. Yeah, they are. Uh, which I'm very happy about. I, 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 you know, because a lot of things could go with The Fugitive, but you put it with The Negotiator, The Fugitive wins. That was a suggestion that came in. You put it with Shawshank, Shawshank wins. That was a suggestion that came in. But you put it with Gone Girl and you got a panic on your hands on the 4th of July. As in, it's a fair fight. Yeah, sure. A sure fair thing. fight. Jeopardy, jeopardy, jeopardy. <laughs> Trouble and strife is Trouble what I said. Trouble and strife is what Chris said. <laughs> and you, said, so- you, and you said something else. Yes, yes. I did say, wrongfully accused of killing your yeah. wife. Yeah. Pl- plus, plus of the films. <laughs> uh, but then you followed up on Twitter with... What? Both of these movies are beautifully framed. Oh, yeah. Good. Ah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, nice. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Except Kimber wasn't really framed, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're None m- of that matters. No, it doesn't matter. It's still a very good clue. Anyway, <laughs> uh, our guest has arrived on the run onto our Twitter, where we're at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. Also at ClashPod. Give us a follow. And there's loads of beautiful extras on our YouTube channel, the Clash of the Titles YouTube channel. Please subscribe. So the guesses, two correct guesses um, this week. Uh, like I said, some interesting wrong ones. Peter. Uh, White wanted Shawshank Redemption versus The Fugitive. It works. works. It sort of works 
and then really doesn't work. And it was Philip Marchment, who wanted the fugitive versus the negotiator. I, I'm mentioning that, Philip, because I really want to do the negotiator at some point, big yeah. fan of that movie. All right, anyway, uh, correct guesses. Congrats, Gemma Page. But our winner this week with the first correct guess, regular listener, Rob McLean, your prize, Rob, which took me a while to think up is a cup of coffee and a chocolate donut with some of those little sprinkles on top. Nice one. Oh, yay. <laughs> Great. Uh, there you go. Uh, connection section. <laughs> I've only got one. We've kind of done it. Well, what is it? My wife is dead and they think I did it. Right. That's it. Suspects yep. who wait way too long to get a lawyer. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, wife's basically accusing their husband of murder. As in my quote, Richard, so. Richard's so. trying to kill me. Not good work, fucking good work, Helen. <laughs> Idiot. Think about how that scans. Think about how. That, oh, I'm dying. Doesn't matter. You're, gonna, you're creating more work for Richard after this. Uh, both films. Here's my really weird one this week. Both films have the investigating officers use the seldom heard word hinky. What does oh, it wow. mean? Oh, that's really good. Tommy Lee Jones says hinky, and yeah. so does Boney in Gone Girl. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. It's just a, such a weird thing. Are they set in a similar part of the country? No, uh, Chicago. Is it Chicago? Is it Illinois? Illinois. Chicago, is Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello to our American <laughs> listeners. Uh, did you recognise uh, the woman who interviews um, Ben Affleck on the telly towards the end of the film? Not yeah. at the very end. Missy Pyle. No, no. All right, no, then. That is uh, Harrison Ford's wife in The Fugitive, Celia oh. Ward. Oh, we have a crossover actress. That's Bloody great. Hell. That's brilliant. And I thought Hinky was going to be the best. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right, let's get into this. So on Thursday, V is going to be here, girl, to talk about Gone Girl, <laughs> which means today Chris is saying, get off my plane, as he talks to Fugitive. Off my plate. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying stuff out. It's my favourite Harrison Ford quote, so I thought I'd apply it to the Fugitive, even yeah. though it comes from Air Force One. Great, mm, great film. Okay. <laughs> uh, Richard Kimball's wife was killed by a one-armed man. He knows this because he saw the one-armed man do it. Kimball gets arrested for the murder and then found guilty and sentenced to death by lethal injection. This takes about a year, twelve months during which he doesn't have someone investigate one-armed men in Chicago, which is a shame, as when he escapes and does do that himself, it takes about 30 seconds to track the killer down. For being that stupid, Richard Kimball deserves to die by lethal injection, and that's the fugitive. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Mm. It's a glaring hole in this film. And also, pro the death penalty over here. Who knew? <laughs> I, I, pretty, I could have guessed. Uh, it, it feels like a Chris thing. I nearly went with another synopsis. A man is framed for murder and must prove himself innocent by finding a mysterious person with one eye, one arm and one leg after escaping from a bus accident on the way to jail. That isn't the plot of The Fugitive, but it's close enough as that's the plot of wrongfully accused the Leslie Nielsen spoof based on The Fugitive. That's how big The Fugitive was. Yeah. It got a Leslie Nielsen yeah. spoof yeah. entirely based on it. Yeah. Sadly, sort of the tail end of when Leslie Nielsen was mm. making good spoofs. I mean, I couldn't get through the trailer, let alone the oh, film. Oh, my God. The last joke is, the last joke is Titanic, uh, where, which is not related to The Fugitive in any way. And they're going, I, like, you're waiting for something funny to happen. And she's getting... She's like, I feel like I'm flying. And then they go under a low bridge and it hits them both in the head and they fall over. And that's, that's, that's sending people out of the cinema on a high. <laughs> cinema? Yeah. I don't know what I'm cinema. Yeah, I think I did a double bill with Spy Hard, which is mm, another one. Right. Mm. Not good. A little bit better. Uh, so when did you first see The Fugitive, Vicky? So I remember going to the cinema and seeing the trailer and I was very young and I thought, God, that looks incredible. I didn't know about the TV show or anything. Like that. I, was, I was young enough. So I was like, that's amazing. That's so good. I can't wait to see that. And then just just didn't go and see it and that's what I remember thinking I must do that I never did and then I saw it years and years later so I was probably like an older teenager and then I think I've seen it one more time apart from today so yeah that's it just a few times on the telly that's so weird my recollection of watching this movie is also very vague and slightly <laughs> dull yeah it's, uh, they I often just, are just, me not you sorry <laughs> well you don't like this section anyway do you I don't love it <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah I watched it once shortly after it came out in the 90s and I remember going yeah alright yeah it's pretty good I remember the Reservoir <laughs> Dam jump being oh, yeah. that's the bit I walked away going that's because that's in the trailer that's the thing mm. not the jump but the on the, on the precipice the bit, yeah that, 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 that him at the end of the tunnel I yeah. always remember that it's it's great. It's great. Uh, I've watched it once since then, and this is number three. This was an event for me. 
Right. But they were an event, I thought. That I don't, I'm surprised you didn't have this, Alex. Like, uh, Indiana Jones. No, that's not his name. Harrison Ford films were an event <laughs> in, the, in the 80s and the 90s. Every year you went to see it. There was the Indiana Jones films around this time. You had Patriot Games. Me and my mates all went to see Regarding Henry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who Harrison Ford was, though, at the time. And so this was a big family trip to the cinema. And it was one of those films that everyone left happy. Yes. Especially my mum, because she came away really fancying Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, my God. He's so, I, can, <laughs> what I get is it. it? Like, is it because he I just doesn't thought, give a damn? It's I, that really laid was, back and that like I just there is some of that, but this, <laughs> this is like maybe the fourth time I've seen this film. This is the first time, and it like blew my eyes out. I was like, <laughs> "What's happened here? What's uh, happening?" It's something in the the accent is a big part of it. Yeah, I think um, the attitude. Yeah, you're going to get a few attempts at that during this. Episode. Oh great! Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse. I was going to say one of them are. I was going to figure out none of them are. I was going to figure out playing some audio of him doing stuff, and I thought I'm not going to need to, am I? <laughs> I hadn't even realised what a lovely treat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's do. It's so funny about regarding Henry. I didn't go into it, but look, regarding Henry, I think that's why. Forgotten about the fugitive because I remember renting the fugitive and regarding Henry on VHS on the mm. same night. And I think my brain, in an attempt to excise regarding Henry, took some of the fugitive with it mm. because regarding <laughs> Henry, not. But not that's good. what movie stars used to be. Everyone just went to see that no matter what it was, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is better than regarding Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, we it, could... Is it? <laughs> right, let's do some behind the scenes. So, as Vicky said, there was a TV series. Um, it ran for four seasons uh, from 1967, and it's much the same plot. David Jansen was the actor played Dr. Richard Kimball. Uh, it looks like he's killed his wife, but a one-armed man was seen leaving. There's a, he's taken to prison, there's a bus accident, and he escapes. Except... It had the plot of every, not every, about 50% of TV shows in the 70s and 80s had the plot of someone going from town to town and helping people with problems. Same story, different versions, and all are true. Right. And that's what The Fugitive was, The Incredible Hulk, Kung Fu. The Littlest Hobo. The Littlest Hobo. There's so, it's, Quantum it's, Leap to a degree. Hi, highway to Heaven. Yeah, exactly. Highway to Heaven. They Mandalorian. All, <laughs> they, all, they all did that thing. And so The Fugitive was one of the first shows to do that. And it was uh, a police lieutenant, uh, Philip Gerrard, who was after him. Um, so, yeah, 120 episodes. And so, um, yeah, for years they were trying to do a remake of it. And mm. when it first got going, it was Walter Hill was going to make it. Mm. Um he wrote a script with David Geiler, um, the duo who rewrote Aliens mm. and wrote Southern Comfort together. I tracked that script down. I've read it. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it even existed. It was hard to find. Uh-huh. I found it on Reddit. Okay. Um, not as good. Oh, really? Uh, I'll give you a, br- a very brief overview. Because I'd written down, I would, I would love to have seen the Walt Hill version. And then I read it. I was like, nah. Uh, <laughs> he's a doctor in Philadelphia. He didn't, he, he, there's a lot more stuff with his wife at the start. They don't get along. Uh, he sleeps around. She drinks too much. And they're just a warring couple. Then uh, she gets murdered by a one-armed man uh, called Charlie. And he's just a low-life criminal. He's got no motive beyond a robbery. Uh, Kimball goes travelling for like two years all around America and Mexico. For fun or to look for him? Um, to look for him right. and to, to, to keep away from, to keep ahead of Gerard. Right. He hooks up with a woman who helps him out. She becomes a big part of the plot. And then at the end... Um, Kimball shoots Charlie, uh, gets a confession out of him. There's a big shirt in the bar. Gerard's there. Charlie starts escaping, but Gerard's down with, with a bullet wound. And so does he go after Charlie or does he help Gerard? And he helps Gerard. And once he sees Gerard's all right, he goes off and on the run after Charlie. And that's how the film ends with him still looking all right. for the one-armed man. And yeah, it doesn't sound good. It says on screen, um, Richard Kimball, both the hunted and the hunter, the truth that will free him is somewhere ahead. He will find it. And that's how the film ends. Franchise? Yeah, no. Uh, but that didn't happen. Instead, <clears throat> Andrew Davis got a hold of it. Um, he was hired right after the premiere of a film we will do. Yep. Well, Come on. What are we going to do it with, Alex? Uh, well, what are we going to do it the with? The film is under siege. Mm. Uh, we could do it with the film we did on the other versions podcast when we first started. Speed 2. No, 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 no. It's not a fair fight. No, it's no, 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 no. no. I think we do. I think, honestly, Under Siege 2 is a closer fight for Under Siege. It's not so, bad. You know, the train. I mean, trains just aren't exciting places to, like, you know. Never mind. Carry on, Chris. <laughs> Fine. Uh, the producer of The Fugitive um, got uh, Harrison Ford to watch Under Siege. He approved Andrew Davis. He said, I'm in. But it had a different ending, the script, at this time, uh, which we'll talk about Rybeck. when we go through the film. I was just trying to remember Stephen Seagal's character's name, Rybeck. <laughs> Such a cool freaking name. Carry on. Yeah. 
Great. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, you know when you've got it? It's, I think it's R-Y-B-E-C-K. Nice. I mean, Steven Seagal is so goddamn cool in Under Siege. Okay. Like, honestly. We're not doing Under Siege. Right. Um, Andrew Davis uh, fundamentally changed this film when he came on board. He says, I called my sister who was a nurse and I said, Josie, we've got to figure out how to get a doctor into lots of trouble. She went back to the hospital at Cedars-Sinai and came back with a couple of days later with some input from some doctor friends who said, what if there's this drug protocol going on and a guy said, it's poison, it's killing people, they're bleeding. Mm. Um, what's up? It's that drug was so boring. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's because it, 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 it was come up by with by <clears throat> by doctors, not screenwriters. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a shame. Jumping to the end a little bit, like he's fine. He's like this. I keep calling it provagis. I know it's not called. Is it called provasis? Uh, I hope it's not called. It pro-vagis. isn't called provagis. I know, but he's like, damn you all, and provagis. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's, yeah, I sort of, I really sort of skimmed that yeah, bit. I got very few it, notes on it. But I'm I like, just don't think they went, like, the, the greed of, you know, the blending of corporate America meets healthcare professionalism, whatever, it's all in there. But he doesn't really blame, he's just like, oh, drug companies are evil. And there's no about, like, the complicity of the doctors. Yeah. So I think it's a good idea, but I don't think it quite works at the end. Cool. And that's The Fugitive done. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you want to crack on? Shall we just do the verdict? I love this film, by the so, way. So, what are it's we voting for this, this week? Gone Girl or The Fugitive? Uh, in terms of casting, the usual suspects were up for Richard Kimball. I'm not going to go through the list. You know the list. But I did find a, co- a quote from Arnold Copelson just before the film came out. He said, with an expensive movie, the consideration is what star can open it? And the studio wasn't certain at the time that Alec Baldwin could do that. Right. Therefore, Alec Baldwin was dropped from this film in favour of Harrison Ford. And he went on to make The Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yep. Nice work if you can get it. I think I, I think we both know who the big winner there was. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he was also replaced uh, from Hunt for October as well to Patriot Games by Harrison Ford. Wait, who was... Oh, so Alec Baldwin went to do Hunt for October because he lost Patriot Games to Harrison Ford. No, Harrison Ford replaced him as the character in Patriot Games. Oh, I see. Jack Ryan. Yeah, 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 of course. He's replaced him twice. Um, An actor called Richard Jordan, um, who I know from The Secret of My Success, but most people seem to know from Logan's Run. Uh, He was cast as the villain of the piece, uh, and he shot some scenes, but then he fell ill with a brain tumour and very sadly died before this film came out. That's terrible. Um, And so that's why we've got Jerome Crabb playing uh, the villain. Um, Although he's he's, brilliant. He's a foreign man with a foreign name. I I think they should have changed his name. He doesn't. He's not a Charlie to me. He's not a Chuck. (laughs) He ain't a Chuck. I mean, I just I love him because he's basically playing almost the same character as he plays in the Living Daylights, Yorgi. Mm. And I'm like, he's so he's such a good villain in that. I love these villains who are so suave and like sexy and kind of cool and like, yeah, he's good. He's great. Um, So the script was written by Jeb Stewart and David Toy, but. There were some troubles with this script, this script, Vicky. Go on. I don't like being negative about screenwriters, but there's, a, there's, a, there's some stories behind the scenes here. Um, Andrew Davis said, I never met David Toy. He wasn't involved in anything we did. Jeb Stewart was there with us, a great guy. He was basically responding to things we were coming up with all the time. The reality is, and Warners can't talk about this because of the Writers Guild, but Tommy Lee Jones, myself and Harrison Ford are the writers on this film. Well, they did a good job. Mm. And he, also, he adds Joey Pants wrote, wrote most of his own dialogue. Not to demean the writers, it just wasn't the way it worked out. This picture was going into production. Harrison had a window and we had to get this thing out. Uh, the movie was edited from the last day of shooting until it was in theatres within, within 10 weeks. Mm. And so, yeah, I sometimes think writers don't get the credit they deserve. But honestly, the more stories you read about this, mm. they were making this up as they went along, which makes the finished film so impressive. Yeah, definitely. So David Toohey... Again, I, there were so many different drafts of this, but in the original draft, Andrew Davis says that the idea was that Gerard hired the one-armed man to kill Richard Kimball for botching a surgical procedure on his wife. Wow. And mm. Andrew Davis describes that idea as screwed up. <laughs> yeah, that was the ending I said I was going to talk about when we get to the end. Oh, OK. That's cool. Well, Vicky did I an did ending it. and I did an ending. So it's all right. We, parity, can, we can cut this one short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie, let's do the movie. Uh, so we got colour footage of the city of Chicago interspersed with black and white shots of the murder. Yes. 
It's all happening. The victim is Helen Kimball, wife of vascular surgeon Dr. Richard Kimball, uh, played by Harrison Ford with a big beard. Yeah. Vicky, yeah. how are you feeling about the beard? Well, it's brilliant because when you shave it off, you become invisible, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, you become Harrison Ford. And that's true, yeah. Oh. I, like, I like the fact that you, uh, you pointed out very early on, because it's, it's very early on in this, you're told he's a vascular surgeon, yeah. which is why uh, when Joe Pantoliano later on goes, and someone goes, oh, he's a surgeon, and he goes... Of what? Yeah. And you're like, everyone in this film at <laughs> some point said he's a vascular surgeon. Is it How are you a cop? What is it of? I know it's in the first. Is it brains? Veins, isn't it? Veins. I don't know. Well, vascular system is your veins oh, and your I'd, arteries. I didn't do 20 minutes of school. <laughs> 27 <laughs> minutes. And weirdly, that was the one lecture I attended. <laughs> the vascular, vascular one. surgery. You're fully qualified And now. sure enough, at the end, I was like, sorry, what surgery? <laughs> is it brains? <laughs> But it, uh, we talk about this sometimes. It was such a big deal when actors changed their appearance back in the day. Like yeah. when, when, when we do uh, Presumed Innocent, we'll talk about Harrison Ford's haircut, the world going nuts. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves' haircut in Speed. Everyone went nuts. All, and, and also, no one really had beards back in the day. Yeah. Blokes, all blokes had beards. You'd sit with two blokes who had beards today. Blokes just didn't have beards in That's the 80s and the, yeah. and the 90s that much. Yeah. yeah. And so or if they did... They were shifty. Yeah, totally, yeah. 100%. You'd think as a surgeon you wouldn't want that. It's a very big beard, isn't it? It's not like a normal you mean beard. You like a bit of like Rice Krispie and drop into But also just like the open, you, you know, sorry, I can't do it without surgery. it being like, you go, like, mumble, mumble, surgery, <laughs> surgery. And then what if your beard like dips in it? This is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, not stuff, on the food from the beard, the hair itself. Stuff going in, stuff coming out. Either way, <laughs> yeah. it's bad. Do you want... Mm. Beard hair dipped in your veins. Are you, I don't think you're you, you a success, but you've actually got beard how, infection. How big, how big is the beard you're talking Are you talking about ZZ Top doing but operations? This is quite bushy, no? <laughs> it's quite bushy. Yeah, he looks like one of the twits. <laughs> Imagine him sort of using it to mop his brow during surgery, just pulling it up, just going, God, it's hard in here. Uh, at the time, Harrison Ford said, every time I wanted to wear a beard or moustache, Warner Bros chairman Bob Daly would say, I'm paying for Harrison Ford's face. Yeah, I want yeah. to see Harrison Ford's face. I finally beat him in The Fugitive. Um, but he also said he didn't want to look like Peter Sellers doing a series of disguises through the film, which I might have disagreed with until you see Bruce Willis in The Jackal and then like, oh yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's shit. <laughs> in, in, in fairness, The Jackal isn't good, a good litmus test. All right. Everything about that movie is Val true. Kilmer in The Saints. Okay, there you just, go. Just serious films where people wear a series of disguises are, by their nature, ridiculous. Oh, it's fun, though. It's fun. Yeah, well, make a comedy. Yeah. Make a film called Master Disguise. <laughs> turtle. I'm a turtle. Turtle, turtle, turtle. He dressed up as a turtle to get in the turtle club. Yeah, did you see he confirmed that story recently? Because everyone was like, apparently the legend goes that when the planes hit the towers mm-hmm. uh, for 9-11, he was dressed as that turtle on the set of Master of Disguise and he had to say that he was partially dressed as the turtle no he wasn't shooting the scene but he was dressed as the I, turtle man I, I hope he stopped doing the voice once he saw the news <laughs> and the planes of the planes yeah yeah stop it yeah, stop it right Richard Kimball he's clearly been crying the police arrived the press are there uh, there's a 911 call we hear about and then we're flashbacking to the fundraiser where <laughs> Charles Nichols played by your own crab thanks him for the loan of his car which is weird <laughs> I missed that. That's going to come back. <laughs> um, uh, and then we're in the interrogation. Uh, he had a fight with a guy with one arm. Helen scratched him when he tried to move her. She's worth lots of money. He's the sole beneficiary. We're getting lots of important information very quickly. What sort of cop goes, so uh, financially, you're not going to be hurting after this, are you? It's like, just come out and say we think you did it. Don't, don't sort of like, I mean, you've basically said that, so. Uh. Yeah. I do like the misdirection of Alec, though, because I've forgotten in this movie but Alec the guy he meets at the fundraiser the sexy fundraiser the sexy fundraiser I, those are my notes we don't do it like that anymore no, no, in the charity no, sector not, certainly not for children children <laughs> swimwear children what? Oh, yeah. but when he goes someone introduced him to Alec and Alec turns around and basically goes <laughs> and I wrote oh Duh, obviously the villain and then he's not yeah, that's a bit good. misdirection yeah. it's the guy who just borrowed his car yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I what? made a few calls <laughs> what are we thinking of uh, Harrison Ford when he has his little breakdown here you find this man he took everything from me it's difficult because I do think he's a good actor but you're always a bit surprised when he does some acting, acting. I, do you, not you should like watch that? Regarding Henry it's all acting <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he is be- I will say 
the less he acts, yeah. the better he is. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's so good when he's stoic, mm-hmm. uh, when he's got to be or emotional. Yeah. or whatever. Mm. Mm. But I, I do think he's he doesn't give the best defence because he he goes, he goes there was a man and he had a mechanical arm he does do that. and you're like, you're like <laughs> come on dude it already sounds like a lie it's it's very Sarah Connor it's like he had a mechanical arm and he was from the future but is that I've, I might have misremembered when I saw the trailer did the trailer not lean into maybe he did do it and all the mums are going well he didn't because he's Harrison Ford but mm. you're going oh maybe because he's got a beard because he's got a really <laughs> massive beard so I think is the film doing it on purpose to make you think for your first time did he do it no okay (laughs) i don't think so i don't know i don't think so i think they could have gone that direction equally they could have made it not a man with one arm yeah i don't know if that is implausible that this this person that's sent to kill all these people is is someone with a disability yeah or probably finds it harder to kill people do it like mr i go from inner space and have different adaptations yes that's what they should have done that's what they should have done so we're into the trial there's no forceful entry uh, no breaking nothing missing no fingerprints <laughs> and <laughs> and the main bit of evidence <laughs> richard's trying to kill me <laughs> uh, so yeah it sounds like she's pointing the finger at him and he's going to be executed by lethal injection and 15 minutes in the credits are still rolling and we get the train crash uh, so it's a bit like Con Air, isn't it? Con Air stole some of this, I think, when the, they're in the back and they're sort of looking at each other and then yeah. the, the, the weapon appears, shanks a guard, the bus is out of control, tumbles down a hill, there's a train coming and Kimball saves the cat pretty early on, doesn't he? He carries the guard to safety yeah. sure. um, and the train hits the bus and it derails and Kimball jumps just in the nick of time. This was the most spectacular stunt I'd ever seen in 1993. Mm-hmm. It is not anymore. Mm. It's okay, though. It's fine. It? Yeah, it's fine. It feels the train and him running because it, it's like, it's, it feels almost like an homage to Raiders, like with the train, it's the boulder sure, and he's yeah. running. And see, like Harrison Ford runs away from massive objects very well. <laughs> Does no. <laughs> That's fair, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's good at running and looking a bit stressed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. We never really find out what Copeland was in for. Uh, you know the guy, the other guy, the other convict who. Uh, oh, he gets killed later. Who gets killed later? That's such a good point because Tommy Lee Jones blows his fucking head off, right? Mm. And you go, oh, is he credit is card he... fraud? Yeah, like, <laughs> or is he fucking innocent? There's already an innocent man on the bus. Why is he a shit? Like, I, well, I found that really hard. I to... think that there's some ADR here, right? Where. Um, as he's running away, rather than helping Kimball, he says, "Kiss my ass, Doctor." I think that's added in when added in when they watched the film back and thought we need the audience to dislike this guy a little bit more yeah. because we do shoot him in relatively cold blood. Yeah, <laughs> and so "Kiss my ass, Doctor" is going to help. And brutalise his girlfriend. Like she hasn't done it. She's harboured a criminal. He might be innocent, mm. and he's like, "Fuck off, lady," or whatever. He's yeah. really mean Shut to her. Shut up. Shut it's up. Actually yeah, actually what like, he Wah! says. She's like, like, "Oh my god, you've just killed yeah. my partner." He's in like, my house. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> shut, up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, but then she gets arrested. <laughs> the weird thing about right. this is... because no, no, Another scene we don't have to do later. <laughs> this is great. This is really helping me. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. That's funny things to say. Not anymore. <laughs> Copeland is... Uh, he does help the doc because he throws in the keys to unlock mm, himself. Yes. And then Harrison Ford has that sort of nice moment. They almost have a weird, unearned camaraderie where he goes, Hey, Copeland. Yeah. You'd be good out there. That's <laughs> it's right. like, what is that? As in, I mean, do you, is this how we're uh, sort of saying he hasn't tried to stop a guy who may be a murderer escaping? So Harrison Ford, Kimball going, be good, is as like going, oh, oh we've, course, we've yeah. covered that beat, yeah, we that morality beat. a murderer. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think of it. So famously, there are two real trains here crashing into each other and they bought them for 20 grand each. And they said that was cheaper than actually doing this by miniature, <laughs> doing this in real life. <laughs> because the point was there were trains that didn't really work. And yep. so one's being pushed by another one. If they'd been working trains, a lot more money. But yeah, that, they did this on the cheap by yeah. buying trains. That's awesome. And it's, it's still there. The bus and the train are still in, I think it's Silver, North Carolina, where they shot this. Like, on the track? They built the track. They right. built the track. It wasn't on a real train track, but uh, the wreck after the aftermath of this crash is still there. You can go see it. It's like a tourist attraction. Nice. If, if you're a big The Fugitive fan. I'd go. If, if, not <laughs> out of my way, but yeah. <laughs> if I you, was there anyway. When are you going to be in Silver, North Carolina? I don't know. No. But then but if, if you I are, am, yeah. we could do tell a, us what it's like. <laughs> we could do a live show of US Marshals in the, what's left of the train. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Thank you. I'm full of them. Um, we're going to take a break now, but when we come back, you're going to hear Alex Zane's Tommy Lee Jones impression. <laughs>
over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And we're back and we're talking about Al Gore's former roommate, Tommy Lee Jones. Did you know that? I no. Did, it's no. a good fact. Wow. Good fact. They, yeah. At uni, they room together. Um, so Deputy US Marshal Sam Gerard arrives with his crew, including Joey Pants, and he goes to work. Alex, what does he say? <laughs> Have you got it written down? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. What does he say? He says he, he says he wants a hard target search of every gas station, residence, hair, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse and doghouse in this area. I was more preoccupied. Say the maths, because I was, but you... No. Okay, when he uh, says four miles an hour, 90 minutes, six mile radius, it's like, ooh, that's attractive. And welcome, <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, to Geography <laughs> Corner. Just, for me, just simple maths corner, because mm. my simple maths is poor. It was more the fact that uh, Tommy Lee Jones, rather than have, as he's walking into a crime scene, have his US Marshal's badge out, he likes to keep it under a Velcro flap. <laughs> and the minute he's challenged about what the hell he's doing there, <laughs> US marshals and you're like uh, just keep it out I and, think you legally should yeah. and then what you realise later on is he loves a bit of Velcro oh, just I love that bit. He's, got, he's got he's pulling out his badge on Velcro later on where's his gun another Velcro patch he's like got a second gun it's the material under the of the future it's fine <laughs> did you think it was in 1993 people were like I swear to god that's true you've, yeah. got, you've got to get some Velcro in your yeah. movie people I'm done your shoes people won't believe it when he unveils that US Marshals badge they're not going to care that he's a US Marshal it's what was that sound? <laughs> so, uh, Kim was on the run. I steal some clothes, but were you as brothered as I was that ate that old man's scrambled eggs? <laughs> I was a little bit oh, concerned. That is vile. Yeah, you're right. That's disgusting. It's not vile. Mean? It's cruel. I'm yeah. not cold. I can't even say it. No, it just it's been not cold. In. It's she not cold. Oh, is it hot? Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. I don't yeah. know. No, it's fine. No, you but do what you've got to do. Yeah, but Mr. Johnson, give yeah. him, let's, let's give the guy a fucking name. <laughs> he's already <laughs> had his breakfast stolen <laughs> and his water drunk. <laughs> and his clothes were gone. Mr. And someone's used his razor. It's covered in. It's covered in bushy hair. Food in his beard. And now it's in the blades of Mr. Johnson's razor. That's true. That is a He's the real victim here, not Alan Kimball. <laughs> yeah, poor Mr. Johnson. Anyway, yeah, he nicks all his stuff. Yeah, yeah. he does. Uh, a, cop, a cop stops him, um, asks him if he's seen Richard Kimball and does the description of Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford says he's the same as I look like him, except for the beard. Mm. I thought that was a real Indiana Jones, Han Solo moment. I think it's a ridiculous thing to do. It sits at odds with every everything about him like the realism of this movie if a cop goes you hurt you've seen this guy's like every time I look in the mirror <laughs> it's me I'm him <laughs> you don't know that now because I've had a shave <laughs> see ya <laughs> uh, he helps with the guards trolley off an ambulance and then diagnoses him before he drives off in the ambulance an ambulance wow, mm. that's, that's a big shout it's a crazy idea <laughs> just stay on foot you would get further um, yep. uh, yeah yeah, yeah. To, uh, to quote Tommy Lee Jones where the hell's he going in an ambulance? <laughs> See, I can't do it. Not in my wheelhouse. Keep trying. I will. I will. Be do, worth if it. I do the eyes, it's so like, <laughs> God damn, where the hell's he going in an ambulance? It's an, it's, it's an insouciance that oh. you can aim for, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, the, I, the thing I want to hear Tommy Lee Jones say in real life is the line he famously said to Jim Carrey on the set of Batman Forever I will not stand for your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> this is my character, Tom. This is my character. <laughs> well, famously, Tommy Jones is great fun in interviews. <laughs> He's an absolute barrel of laughs. Have you ever done him? No, but no. I, have, I have friends who've had the experience. I'm, I, I will choose not to in yeah. the future, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I imagine he's very much like uh, Robert Duvall in interviews who is equally like, oh my God, why? Please don't. I, I like The Godfather and I don't want this to happen. <laughs> there, there's a video I'll, I'll post on our Twitter of him just decimating some poor lad who's interviewing. And he's asking pretty reasonable questions. Yeah. And Jones just looks like he wants to fucking kill him. <laughs> um, so we're at a dam. Uh, there's a chase through some tunnels and we get the moment where our hero and our the chaser and chasey mm. meet each other. Guns trained on each other. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> that was not bad. That's that was pretty right. good. That was all right. Right. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is, it is the perfect trailer movie. Yeah. Train crash. That line. <laughs> 
him jumping off the dam yep. and then Harrison Ford running the fugitive yep, that's, bang that's, it, that's yeah. all you need in a trailer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do that in 20 seconds yeah. uh, so Kimball runs and reaches the spillway over the edge of the dam and he fucking jumps Vicky unbelievable, unbelievable. and then you see a, a dummy <laughs> of Harrison Ford just tumbling down yeah. I can't this, this is the first time I've watched it and realised yeah. just how shit I that looks yeah. I'd never noticed just show before. nothing it's better to show nothing apparently they had six dummies they did it numerous times that was still the best, the best shot that the was best. the best of multiple <laughs> takes. I'm sorry. It, ultimate, Harrison, you've just got to go do it. I'm afraid you've just got to do it. Yeah. You grew a beard. This yeah. is step two. This is in your future having accidents. You're going to crash multiple planes. This is nothing. Because he had a, Didn't he have an accident on this? He tore some ligaments in he his did. leg. He did. And that's why he limps. Yep, he did. Uh, the second weekend he did that. Um, so, everyone thinks he's dead, aside from Gerard. Gerard knows. He just knows. It, it's all a bit Captain Ahab, I think. It's a bit Les Mis, this, yeah. this storyline with him. Because, uh, do you know why he knows? Because the opera ain't over till the big dog howls. <laughs> Sorry, what? Fine. Yeah. Well, big, big, big dog got to eat. But he, if you're, <laughs> I knew that. I couldn't remember what it reminded me of, and it's that. But it's, the problem Sexy. is... Oh, God. <laughs> what's that from? That's from his life. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's in a golfing movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you remember. And now I yeah, feel yeah. sick. Yeah, but I think it's from a golfing movie is as well. It, is it it's one of the many golfing Let's films say we've that. done. Oh, it's Tin Cup. It might be Tin Cup. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah, people yeah, do yeah. say it in golf, and then I, uh, in bed, some people say it. <laughs> <laughs> do they? Does some or does one? Um, um, let's clean this up. Yeah, I just think you can't call you can't call yourself the big dog. It's some it's a moniker people give to you. I, yeah, people, I know, yeah. Joey Pants should be going. Hey, big mm. dog. He can't be going. Yeah, I'm the big dog. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, so now we've got this misdirection where um, Kimball's dyed his hair and he accepts this ride from a stranger. Bullshit. And they've got him shacked yeah. up with some lady. Yeah, who does that? But this, I, I literally wrote down, I, I know it was a different time, but no a, a, a woman nope. driving on a road picks up a guy who looks a bit fucking dodgy yeah. on the side, on the looks, dark. He looks like Harrison. He looks, he looks really Shit. handsome. <laughs> he's, lost his, he's lost his beard by now. He's lost I his beard. The beard's he's, off. He's dyed his hair beard's a bit off. dark. He just looks great. Do you know what they should have done? Should have been a queue of women in cars <laughs> trying we've, to pick him we, up. We've seen him. We've seen him shirtless earlier. He is in fantastic shape. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> they, no, no, don't take her. Take me, Harrison. So they, um, the, the team, uh, Gerard's team, dress up as homeless people to approach a house, but only for like ten seconds. <laughs> then they have to declare who they drunk. are. Act more drunk. And, yeah. and then they show what they are. They've got Velcro badges, haven't they? That suddenly yeah. appear. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get. <laughs> the Mr. X that we'd seen in Silence of the Lambs two years before done much better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they're at a different house. They're getting the other convict um, and they tell the woman to shut up after killing her lover. <laughs> um, there it is. So it's, I mean, I know why it's there. It's there because it's like Tommy Lee Jones ain't fucking around. Yes. Gerard He doesn't is, bargain. He's going to yeah. shoot first and ask questions later. That's, yes. that's basically his thing. So I see why it's there. But you do sort of go... Why don't you just have the bit uh, when they're in the, the, the penitentiary where he shoots the glass repeatedly? Because that says the same thing. That's the same or, thing. It's like he's going to try and kill him. Or yeah. just have this scene play out differently because the way it plays out, it feels like this guy probably didn't need to die. Mm. He was in bed with his girlfriend yeah. and I don't think he had a gun. He gets the other guy, he gets one of the guys' yeah. guns who come in. And so this could have just, he could have been gambling with his mates and he could have been, he just hit a woman or something. Yeah. He could have made this. He seems this. quite all right, like, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really does. And that woman seems all right as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've written down is Gerard a sociopath. So we're in Chicago because Richard Kimball's gone back. Um, he gets some money off Charlie. He rents a shitty room and then we've got a montage of Oh, Gerard. I love it because uh, Chuck's like, he's, uh, is he as smart as you, Doctor? He's smarter. And then you get the being smart montage because that's what it is. Like, let's just do little snippets of him being really clever, which I love. Yeah, I just couldn't help but feel that when they go and visit the more than one doctor, like uh, Dr. Jane Lynch plays, like mm -hmm. they go and see her and she's like, he's too smart for you. You'll never catch him. Yeah. And also, he definitely didn't do it. It's like, where were you at the trial? Could have done with that defence. <laughs> Could have done with that supporting character <clears throat> statement. I don't think character statements carry any weight. Do they not? No, you can't character your way out of a murder charge. Apparently Helen Kimball's character, it's like, well... Well, that's the problem, yeah. yeah that also wouldn't work. But, you know, it works in, in film terms, doesn't it? Like, so, wait, are you saying that 
character statements are null and void at cases. I don't think they're null and void. I think you use character statements if it's like, uh, so, oh God, to get into it, so something where, they, where it's difficult to prove, so it's a historic. Right. So if you were accused of a historic, let's just say, offence. <laughs> so then someone would say, I don't think he would do that because he's this person. Mm. That can carry some weight. But a crime it's... in which you have circumstantial evidence that puts you at the scene and all the rest of it, mm. someone doesn't get to go, but he's a lovely lad. And they go, oh, do you know what? Fine then. But I, is that, I, but if it's, like you said, if it's circumstantial evidence... <laughs> yeah, he I should mean... never have been convicted. That's 100% right, true, okay, okay, right, okay, obviously. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Just Google that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? When I can hear it told to me in dulcet Blackburn tones. It's sort of, it's like a more parochial Google. But Google, <laughs> Google, Google feels quite faceless and corporate, whereas yeah. this has a certain warmth to it. I learn mm. more this way. Yeah, it, but, it brings up call centres <laughs> in his spare time. But it also it's feels normal. like it's only vaguely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of, when I say, oh, that's good to know, that means I don't want to carry on this conversation, but it doesn't mean I absolutely just, believe what you're saying. You never believe what I'm saying. <laughs> just a lack of detail. Um, <laughs> example. You, is that a nervous laugh? No, it should no, be. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Cite yeah, like, your sources. Um, <laughs> so um, he's buying clothes, he's making an ID, he's having some flashbacks, and then the cops appear at his door. They're going to get him. Oh no, it's the Silence of the Lambs. Switcheroo. Again, we've just done it. It's the same beat. It's the same Copeland beat. I was like, really? Yeah, it's good. Twice? <laughs> uh, he he finds out about the prosthetics now um, and while he's doing that in the hospital he helps a kid out and it's a second save the cat moment we yeah. know he's a good guy he's, he, this is the third person he's helped he doesn't have to <laughs> we get it mm. um, Julianne Moore clocks him uh, there was to be a romance with her in the script that got cut out because of not now love yeah and his wife's just absolutely passed. fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she was going to go on the run with him Brilliant. Mm. She wouldn't do that. I don't She's, think so. That girl's got her head screwed on. Have you checked if the kid's alive? I want to come on the run with you. <laughs> You've got no beard. Uh, Gerard sees a one-armed man and figures it all out. Um, <laughs> Kimball visits the wrong one-armed man in a hospital. Uh, it's, sorry, in the courthouse. And then we've got a bit of a brief chase that, that leads on to that, as Alex said, the gunshots through the bulletproof gar- glass. Is is he shooting to kill there, yes. Gerard? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, once you shoot once, you go, it's bulletproof. He's like, I wonder how bulletproof. <laughs> I just thought he was a better aim than that. It's, 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 it's not the fact he can't aim. It's, it's the, the glass. It's the glass. Mm. It's yeah. bulletproof But glass. he's still pulling himself through. There's a little... Oh, true. Oh, you mean yeah, blow, his, yeah. blow his fucking foot off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. better than it'll nothing. Slow, yeah. It'll slow him down. <laughs> yeah. Have nope. you ever been shot in the foot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. That's actually very true. He's lost his beard. He's lost his foot. Yeah. He's just losing bits he's and pieces. Four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he calls up Gerard from the one-armed man's house. And he leaves the phone off the hook so they can come and find the one-armed man with evidence all over the table. Did you um, Did you like, because obviously there's some Patrick's Day parade. I liked that bit. Did yeah. you like the bit where they, 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 they filmed it at the real you St. Patrick's tell, Day? Yeah, you Because can the tell. river, did you see it's dyed green? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's for real, though. That's not like do CGI. Do you wouldn't do that now. The last you? time I recall them doing it was in Dublin. They dyed the river green in Dublin, but not weirdly for St. Patrick's Day, which would be your obvious answer, and you'd be right to guess at that, yeah. for the release of the movie Flubber. Oh, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> We've, we've talked about this before. Has, has there been a film? Uh, same story alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, did you just hear that? <laughs> Is that what's the film that's got Green, Green St. Patrick's Day River that we've covered? I'll have to go and look that up. Um, but uh, there was another film shooting at the St. Patrick's Day Parade that day. Really? Uh, an Aidan Gwynn thriller called Blank. And so they had to figure out that they wouldn't run into each other. <laughs> Aidan Gwynn could have run in. Oh, my God. That would have been a great crossover. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Good. You? All right. <laughs> and then, I'm afraid, um, we've got the pharmaceutical conspiracy, but we don't have to talk about that because Vicky's done it. <laughs> Thankfully, because it's boring. It but is boring. Um, Basically, Richard Kimmel finds out that a drug made by a company called Devlin McGregor was causing liver damage, and they wanted that hushed it's up. It's just li- oh, liver damage is boring. If, you, if you're a screenwriter, you're like, what's, what's cool damage? Exploding eyes. Oh, 
<laughs> it's, it's got a piece. People, teeth. Something about teeth. No, most people are like, yeah, no one even knows what your liver really does. So it needs to be brains. It needs it, brain or heart. Those are the big hitters, aren't they, right? It stops people's hearts. They fall down dead. They were fine and then they're dead. Or it gives you brain damage. Are you kidding? Of all the options we just discussed, are you telling me that if that surgery at the start that Kimball is involved in, yeah. if he was like doing really well, he's like, I, I got this. This is well within my wheelhouse. And yeah. then poof, eyes exploded on the patient, <laughs> covering him in goop. You wouldn't be like, fucking hell, what caused that? You could that? build up the tension. Blood could start bubbling <laughs> yeah, out of the yeah, eyes. Yeah. And then and then they pop. And then he leans over, gets his beard in them. Blah. And then, poof, beard full of eye matter. We can write this. We can write this. Let's beat this yeah. all out. I just think, li- I think liver's no disrespect to the liver. It's a great organ. Yeah. Thank you, you liver. You, you use it quite a lot. I think mine must be in fantastic shape. Um, is it not, you're not giving it a workout, if that's what you think. I, I work it out fairly. Very regular thing. It is. It's very fleet of foot, is my liver. It responds very quickly. It has to. Mine's dead. Um, As you mentioned, Jane Lynch shows up to help out. Um, This is one of those examples where she's recently talked about the fact that the script just wasn't working. And so Harrison Ford said, let's go outside. And the two of them rewrote it together, Mm. came back in and did the scene. Uh, He also told her to close her mouth as it looks stupid on camera. Are you joking? No. No, she said it's the best bit of advice she ever got. I was obviously listening to him say stuff and going with my mouth open and he said never do it ever on camera wow. and she said it was a great lesson to learn I, did you know I, I found the same quote yeah he says literally it doesn't matter how smart you are you look stupid if your mouth is agape I heard that I read that and I was like I'm going to try it and sure enough whenever you're like mm. look at that I'm listening to you <laughs> I know what you mean. What, right? I just think there are more like sensitive me? ways of. of do, you, do you like me? He, he likes me. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, she also described him as kind of a cranky guy. Agree strongly. Yeah. Um, so, was Chuck's plan to kill them both? Well, I mean, this is the thing. The only thing that could have happened is Richard and Helen would have been murdered together because they knew they were going home together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird Richard moment, that gets isn't it? Away. They want to kill Richard, but. When the one-eyed man kills, he really kills her. He's not like, oh, you've saw... I don't know. He's like, it, they make it look like she was always the target, which is the, you know, obviously works for the story. But then when they're like, no, she just happened to be home, to be honest. Like, but they knew she was going to be home. So they, it was going to be a double murder that Chuck planned. Maybe like a, if they would have made it look like murder-suicide kind of thing. Maybe right. that was... But that's not, that's not in the film, but that, no. maybe that was the plan. Uh, there's a fight on a train between Kimball and the one-eyed man. Uh, Kimball alerts the janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a rubbish fight. I mean, I know he's a doctor and this is a guy who's only got one arm, but I think you're watching that scene today, it's going to look better. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're in the climax. Um, Chuck speaking at an international association of cardiologists uh, <laughs> meeting, which is where all the best finales are set. I really, I, I know they said they wrote it on the fly, but there's part of me that doesn't believe it because writing dialogue is one thing, but structurally, the setup, the drip feed of the Act Three set piece, which I understand is a conference keynote speech, and that's sometimes not the most exciting thing. But Chuck is going to be in a place which is public, and it's been seeded in, and you kind of forget about it. And then Richard Kimball's story, and you're like, yeah, that you know, this thing is going to happen, and it's going to be public, which is handy. And he's going to denounce him and the whole medical professional people in the US. And he's going to call everyone out for their greed. And he doesn't. He just goes on about Devlin McGregor and Provagis. <laughs> but I thought the seeding in of the set piece, sorry to be technical, was just very skillfully done. Mm. And I don't believe that as much as I love Harrison Ford, that that's what he was doing when he stood outside <laughs> with someone. I believe a screenwriter did it. No, I think the beats are all there. Yeah. I just think I just think they were they were rewriting all their dialogue. Yeah. Sometimes the beats are there twice. Yeah. True. <laughs> so true. <laughs> this bit's good. <laughs> um, uh, you switch the samples. He keeps shouting as he's walking through the room and staring at his nemesis and then the two walk off alone so they can have a fight on their own in the presidential that's suite. That's sorry, two esteemed doctors having a fist fight. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and they end up on the roof. It's all very in the line of fire which we've done on this show yeah. and we and it came out this summer. Yeah. Good upping of the stakes though. Suddenly the Boston PD think he's a cop killer from the mm. train yeah. so they're like kill him! Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both fall through some glass uh, roof onto a lift. They end up in a laundry room. Uh, Gerard and Joey pants are down there. Uh, I feel like they're dragging out a little bit at this Mind point. I say, will this film never end? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, even though Chicago police think he's a killer, uh, Gerard says to him, I know you're innocent. Mm. So that's a big switcheroo. I, I didn't think you fucking cared, mate. <laughs> um, will, we'll have a joke about that, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chuck goes to kill Gerard. Kimball hits Chuck with an iron bar, saving Gerard's life. And he says to, Kim, uh, to, to Gerard, they killed my wife. And he says, I know, Richard. 
I know it's over now. Joey Pants gets a girder in the face, I believe. Oh, so. yeah, that's horrible. He was meant to die. Cosmo Renfro, great character that's name. An yeah, really name. good name. Cos- really good name. Cosmo Renfro, at this point, he was meant to die. And, uh, he uh, fought, Joey Pants fought to not die uh, because he wanted to maybe Be come back. And he is. He's in US Marshals, <laughs> so it worked. But apparently, even on set, when he was hit by the thing, he kept moving his legs to show that he was still alive. That's how he tells it. He was like, I just kept twitching on the floor just to make sure people knew I wasn't dead, dead. <laughs> So they arrest Sykes, they take Kimball in, but Gerard unlocks his cuffs and gives him an ice pack. I thought you didn't care. I don't. Don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> and he starts laughing because he knows he's about to screw Ray Fiennes out of an Oscar. <laughs> Watch. Did you have a look at that freaking category? I ended up watching his speech, um, mm. <clears throat> which is kind of interesting because he bawled in it because he was filming Cobb at the time. So there's Tommy Lee Jones, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ray Fiennes, John Malkovich for In the Line of Fire. Mm. And uh, Pete Postlethwaite in the name of the Father. Oh, wow. That is really... Is it, is, was it This Boy's Life that DiCaprio did? Uh, what's Eating Gilbert Great. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, great category. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, it was number one for six weeks, this film, on the US. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do um, do you want to know? This film takes us to... We've done seven. You know how often oh, people no. quote 1993 oh. as one of the great years for cinema? Yeah. With Doing the Fugitive, we have now done seven of the top ten. This is the real quiz. Okay. <laughs> Any guesses as to... Bearing in mind, we have done six more, including The Fugitive. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is one, of course. Yes, absolutely. That was the number one movie that year. Oh, God. The Fugitive was the number two movie was, what, that is it, year. Was Waterworld uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Firm, Indecent <laughs> Proposal, In the Line of Fire, Cliffhanger, Groundhog Day, Demolition Man, Three Musketeers, Last Action Hero, Adam's Family Values, The Good Son, Hocus Pocus, Carlito's Way, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, True Romance. He's uh, just going through every movie we've done from 1993, which I, did you find on the thing that uh, was made for us? Oh, go- wow! No, that was going to be the quiz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we just have to do a quiz. It oh, was yeah. the real quiz. It was the real, <laughs> was the real quiz. <laughs> We're totally in sync. Yeah, we have done of those. We've done a few good men, cliffhanger, the the line of fire, and no, decent just, proposal. Yeah, yeah. But the ones we haven't done. Uh, so Aladdin. If we, we want, oh, I love that film. Yeah, we've got Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Sleepers in Seattle. We did. Mrs. We Doubtfire. fucking did, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I you just went on the episode. I wasn't here. I wasn't yeah. here. So it wasn't. Did, we didn't really. Sleepers in Seattle. I've been. We didn't really do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I've so, been campaigning for that. So one. we've done seventeen of the top one hundred films that came out that year. Right. Okay. And we nearly did the hundredth biggest film of the year of nineteen ninety three last week. If we'd completed the set, we would have done... Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That did well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that ruined the quiz. Um, so... <laughs> really... It almost feels like we've got... We've somehow hacked Chris's nose yeah. and <laughs> gone out of our way to screw him You've up. You've outmaneuvered me. No, we haven't. You've outsmarted me. <laughs> All right, let's do the bit, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Vicky, favourite scene? The trailer moment. They're standing on the edge of the t- tunnel and then the jump, because I know they didn't show the jump in the trailer but that meant that when it happened it was just amazing mm. so yeah you mean you mean the dummy falling we're calling it a jump still we're playing into the, well, the, the narrative of the film as opposed to the realism of a dummy bouncing off a yeah down. yeah i'm gonna call it, i'm gonna call it the, the flop mm. yeah i'm going with you it's my favorite moment as well the whole thing it works for me even though it's clearly a dummy this time yeah i mean three for three I, it, for me it's the moment when he he speaks to him when he does that line so the line is i didn't kill my wife i don't care according to producer roy huggins gerard's script to response to richard kimball was actually that isn't my problem mm. but uh tommy Lee jones changed it mm, not buying that the walter hill <laughs> script it ends with uh kimball saying you know i didn't do it and Gerard saying, I don't care. Oh, wow. It's his last line in the movie. Amazing. So, yeah, that was scripted but by Walter Hill and David Guyler. Wow. It's so weird because I don't know. What is it? You ha- we have to analyse this slightly. What is it about that shot of him standing at an opening of a tunnel with a dam, like mm-hmm. the river behind at that height? There's something s- so iconic about it because it's not like that Richard just reminds me of The Fugitive because the rest of the film I don't think of The Fugitive as like a brilliant film mm, but no. that shot is just like there's something about that yeah I think is it because Harrison Ford is in that shot <laughs> and he doesn't have a beard at that point yeah it's a couple of <laughs> and, those and, and it's because of what's just come before as well it's yeah. such an intense moment um, and it makes you question as well who Gerard 
is. Suddenly, yeah, I feel like that's changed. So, uh, most valuable whatever, Alex. Uh, it's an easy one because uh, mainly for uh, coming up with the line "I don't care," Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> uh, stealing is, the line "I don't care." Uh, but seriously, he's. I, I don't know that this would be as enjoyable without him in so, it. Yes, I'm the same. I couldn't believe how good he is. And it is, he's fit, and it's that's odd. Um, but he is fit, and the, it's I, it, there's just an attitude. He reminds me... I was going to message you, but I was like, it sounds like drunk madness. I wasn't drinking, but it sounds like drunk madness. I was like, who does he remind you of? No, but there's an actor working today who's younger than Tommy Lee Jones, who's just done his whole thing. But I haven't seen The Fugitive for such a long time that I didn't realise this actor has lifted it wholesale. Who's the actor? This is, I don't, I don't know. Right. I'm watching have, it. It was driving keep me Keep that mad. one in your head or yeah. Google it. But have a thick. No, no, no we, I tried we, to Google we've got, it. We've got to do a podcast, then, Vicky. The we Google can't, was embarrassing. Do you know what movie this actor may have been in? I'm so close to thinking but I'll let you know. It's essentially Who's got the same accent as Tommy? Who Jones? reminds <laughs> me of this? Yeah, that's well, Josh Brolin played. No, no, but it's not a looks thing. It's not a looks no, thing. Yeah, okay, but he it's, played the younger version of him thing. in it's a voice. Man in Black Three. Yeah, I know. So I can't, I can't deal with that. this. It's not him, is it? Okay, um, Alden Ehrenrich. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, Alden Ehrenrich. Uh, my most valuable whatever is Tommy Lee Jones. Right. Yeah. So we're three for three twice now. I, I don't know whether you were. Uh, privy to this, but V and I were trying to work out a younger actor who is basically <laughs> stolen. What would you like to change, Vicky? <laughs> so, uh, two things. Are you ready? Mm. I wonder if, and this is the first one, I, it's not my definite one because I'm like, I'm asking. I wonder, do, are we in a bit of a towering inferno situation and that we don't have an actual baddie? We've got two good guys because uh, Tommy Lee Jones isn't that bad. I know man. he kills someone. Yeah. One man. No, I know, but he just, he's not like, we're not following him, are we? Like, we don't even meet him properly he until later. Mur- murders a woman. No, I know. So then that's why I'm asking. Because mm. what it's what I makes it him, brilliant is that we like the chaser and the chasee. Yeah, but then if Tommy Lee Jones had <laughs> a boss. definitely isn't the villain. Yeah. No, he's not the villain, but if he had a but I understand why the character wouldn't want to do it because he wants to be big dog, right? But if he had a boss, if Tommy Lee Jones switched his opinion of Richard mm. Kimball halfway through and his boss was like, you still have to go and get him. And he's like, but I and think he didn't him. do it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he didn't do it, sir. Fuck it. Go and get him anyway. Then you've got a different... <laughs> I'm your boss. Look at my Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hiding it for years, but I'm your boss. Now, this is the other little change. This is a very silly thing. He stood on the edge of the thing, the precipice, and when he has done the flop, the other ranger is like, sir, there's no way he's fish food. Only one in a million could do that. And it's like, could we have a setup where he's got a special skill that stops him from being dashed to pieces? Or he can hold he his breath. He can fly. He can fly. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is. Of, big membranes big of skin wings. under <laughs> yeah. his arms. Something so he's in like the beginning a flying where they're like, yeah. You doctors, Aqua. you're also so yeah. He's like, well, man. I've been, I've been <laughs> canoeing all weekend. And he's yeah. good at, like, you know, rolling. He's or a whatever. fish. He's a fish. He's a fish man. I'm good at canoeing where you, they push you off a really I'm high a, wall. I, yeah. My legs are canoes. <laughs> yeah, just just something where he's like... What's your talk? <laughs> he transforms in the air into a jet. What skill, what, skill, what skill can you have that stops you getting dashed on rocks when you jump up a waterfall? I've got one. I've got okay. one. Really? Good at, good <laughs> yeah. at jumping? No. He's good at making himself into a ball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how are we visualising that in the set No, we're just all going we, like we, this. You've like, got to tie the dummy's up. arms what? to it. Himself. Yeah, he uh, he's good at tobogganing, God. so he can do this. I've got yeah, all oh. right. Or he always carries a shield. Vicky, Vicky, Vicky had very little time yeah. to come up with a change this week. Very, <laughs> very like, busy. Like ages ago, it's uh, not bad. It's it's think about it's, it. it. It's not great. <laughs> all right, what have you got? Uh, well, first of all, I love a courtroom drama, as you know. Um, I'd have liked to have seen a little more of the courtroom drama, and I'd particularly considering how sketchy some of the evidence that he did it is with it all being circumstantial Richard's trying to kill me Uh, I'd like to have seen um, why he still got convicted by the jury of the crime as in because I think Richard Kimball isn't particularly likeable Mm. and I know I'm very much veering into gone girl territory with a trial by popularity or likability but he's not likable and he's sort of he doesn't take any shit from the police he's shouting at them and if he brought that to the courtroom and the jury watched him sort of be a bit of like an angry man then I'd be like yeah fuck it that happens they don't like him because he's he doesn't play by you know I'm gonna be really humble and like I didn't do it and sad I think that would have made me go yeah I understand why he was convicted as it stands, I'm like, it seems a bit dodgy, this conviction. Mm. Yeah. So that. 
I'm going to undermine the entire fugitive concept by I, I don't think it should be a one-armed man because then I'm not questioning why he didn't spend 12 months looking for the one-armed man in Chicago. Yeah. It's too big a hole in the story, I'm afraid. And that is the fugitive done. So the quiz, we're going to go back to 1993. <laughs> okay. Okay. Top 10 films. We've actually done seven of them. <laughs> so the first one to guess five of the 15 films we've done. Jurassic Park, The Fugitive, The Firm, and Decent Proposal in the Line of Fire. Uh, oh, that was a real quiz. Uh, oh, yeah. In which Robin Williams is in drag. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, Vicky yeah. wins. <laughs> uh, well, we'll call it a draw. I really enjoyed that quiz. <laughs> yeah, that was all right, was wasn't it? Quiz. That felt quicker. All right. <laughs> uh, right then, that is us done with the fugitive. Uh, right, let's uh, before we talk about Thursday, let's look ahead to next week. It's Chris's choices. I doubt it because. I do it every week now. Well, okay, great. We, mate, let's make it week seven. Do you want oh, me to do Thursday's show as well? I am actually quite comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I want a break. If there's a real offer. I want a break. Um, no, but I did think you were going to say I'd have to do one next week, so I haven't got a clue. Um, fangs for the m- movies. Great, done it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's almost as bad as me going wrongly convicted of murdering wife. No, it's a, it's a pun, so it's a joke, mate. Oh, fangs for the movies. Sure, <laughs> that's Memories. your clue for next week. There'll be another one appearing on our Twitter where we are at ClashPod, Instagram, TikTok as well. If you haven't given us a follow, please do give us a follow on our social media channels. We put up nice little reels of the, uh, mm. the show on our Instagram. Mm. You, can, uh, you can enjoy those. So uh, that's fun. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to be back on Thursday when we're talking Gone Girl and seeing which film will be victorious. Until then, have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.